Hey, 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 this is the time of the week for the Q&A. This is Brittany Dixon. Thanks for joining. Hey there, and welcome to Courageous Radiance Podcast. This is Q&A day, and I am really thankful that this question actually aligns with this Cultivating Courageous Marriages Week. Um, and I'm going to share, but I first want to mention ways to share. So you can head to the blog, CourageousRadiance.com, and there's a section there that you can submit a question, as well as just to connect with me in general. I would love that, as well as courage at Courageous Radiance on Instagram. So I pray that this time is one that you are truly encouraged and inspired not to hear more of me, but to pursue more of Christ. So I actually just want to start off with a prayer. Dear God, thank you so much for um, the answers to everything that we need. In Psalm 23, God, you are our shepherd and we have no want. God, thank you so much for your wisdom. God, thank you that everything that we need is provided by you. And God, where there's gaps, where there's confusion, God, where we don't understand, I just pray that we are postured at your feet so that we get the overpouring God that you're so willing to give to us. In Jesus' name, amen. So question just to kick right off from Instagram. Thank you so much, friend, for submitting this uh, question. I'm going to go ahead and read the question and then we'll give answer and then expound. So first, it just kind of sets up the situation. My husband and I are separated. And this is emotional, physical, uh, spiritual, mentally, all of that, because even she's still sleeping in the same bed with her husband. So they are technically in the same home, you know, still going about life shoulder to shoulder. Um, so it says my husband and I are, are separated, even still sleeping in the same bed. We are seeing a marriage Christian counselor. I've been asking God for clarity because it doesn't seem like my husband really wants to do the work. Here's the two questions. Is it okay to ask God to release the desires of your heart? At what point do you know you've done all you can do accordingly to God? Friend, first off, I just hats off to you that you are asking God, right? And not just deferring to this is how I feel. This is what I want. This is what my friend and her friend and her coworker said. Um, we are to do life in community. And I 100% rely on my small group community. I, I have a small group community. I have an even smaller group and even, I mean, I have like levels and I have a mentor. I have all of the things because that's what the Bible instructs us to do to not do life in isolation. That's where the enemy wants you. He wants you in your own thoughts and your own feelings. And that never leads, that that never turns out good. We end up on our own island. So just to kind of first give scripture, there's two. Second Corinthians um, chapter 5, verses 16 through 20. And I'm going to go ahead and read that. From now on, then we do not know anyone from a worldly perspective, even if we have known Christ from a worldly perspective, yet now we no longer know him in this way. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away and see the new has come. Everything is from God 
who has reconciled us to himself through Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them. And he has committed the message of reconciliation to us. Where I want to really focus on verse 20. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ. Since God is making his appeal through us, we plead on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. And I mean, all of it is just, but I thought when I was reading that, I immediately thought of um, being these ambassador wives to our husband, whether it is a difficult husband, whether it is a husband who has broken some level of trust, whether it's a husband who is not fulfilling um, the biblical role that God has for him um, emotionally, physically. I mean, so many levels of this. And um, I'm assuming that there's physical safety because you are still, you know, still sleeping in the bed. But if there's not, that's, I mean, I first want to definitely, um, point you to to continue to keep praying and seeking um, the counselor like you are, so community. But then um, church leadership help can help with this as well to um, intervene um, and speak directly to your husband. Uh, that That's another level there as well. But in this meantime, in these steps, I almost kind of think of it as like these... Um, Lisa Turk has talked about this through her own divorce, taking steps, not leaps. I mean, this was uh, over a period of time, um, yet still being pro-marriage. So just the heart of Christ is reconciliation, period. I mean, there, there's just no way around that. I mean, Malachi talks about God hates divorce and, and his heart is still to reconcile. So this reconciliation, we really want this to be this banner of what we do as wives to reconcile, reconcile within the, the ability that God gives us to, to, um, to reconcile. I mean, again, there's situations, there's um, flags or points that clearly will lead, could lead to divorce. That's not the heart of God. So I think let's just call that one first out. I, I know with my own um, counseling with my husband, um, we were to take divorce off the table. Um, and it's not to say that divorce is never appropriate but I think to make that be the last resort, like that's not what we're going to lead with. That's not point A, B, C, or D. Like that's the last step. And that's after we've got a whole slew of people, a whole bunch of firemen in this house trying to help us, you know, deflame it. So um, I, I do want to read that in terms of setting us up in terms of reconciliation. So I think that kind of really answers the second part of the question, because at what point do you know you've done all that you can do? Um, in terms of ha- the question is, have you truly reconciled? Are you constantly still present day reconciling or have you built up walls? I'm going to be fully transparent right now. My husband and I are in a very busy season right now. And it's not that there's anything wrong, but there's many things that are not right. And what I mean by that is, we are, you know, together, but shoulder to shoulder. So we are not connecting as we should be emotionally. We are not connecting as we should be physically because we've let the stresses and the busyness of life to create gaps exactly as what the enemy wants 
to happen. We've allowed crazy circumstances that we're currently walking through to be greater than the power of God. So I don't know exactly your situation, but I can speak from my current situation as well as former times with my husband, where I would say 100% assess have you yourself because I can look over the bed and see that he's all the way on his corner. I'm all the way on my corner. Ain't no feet touching nothing. You know how that is where it's like, I don't even want to breathe just in case I accidentally roll back. So whether I'm looking over to his side of the bed, all the way touching his corner or not, what is God saying to me? So my question for you, friend, would be is where is God outing your own walls? Because where there's a wall, there's pride. And where there's pride, that's because you're relying on yourself versus God. There's some level that you're like, "Mm, I don't really think I can even 100% rely on God because what if God disappoints me? What if God doesn't do what God said he would do? What if, you know, there's a level where there is self-reliance. So I would say humility for you would be the goal. So that in your prayer time, God, how can I um, be postured at your feet? How can I, you know, please help me tear down these walls that I've built. I can't be responsible for his walls. That's him. That's between you and him. But how can I own my own emotional walls? Am I doing everything within me to truly reconcile and be reconciled to my spouse? Um, Because I love as verse 17 says, I got to get to this next verse, but I love as verse 17 says that if anyone is in Christ, you're a new creation. So friend, you're a new creation. It's not you. I mean, it's you on a birth certificate. It's you if your family knows who you are, but you inside of you, the spirit you, not the body you, the body that's going to die, the spirit of you is, is new in Christ. It is Christ in you. It is the filling of the Holy Spirit. So you're empowered to do things that you cannot do on your own. Like it is a hundred percent dependent on God to come through. It's almost like how in Exodus, um, Moses was like, God, we ain't even going to go. I I mean, we ain't going to try. We're not even going to try unless you are with us. But flipping over um, quickly to Ezekiel, I won't, um, no, I am going to read it. I'm just going to go a little over. Sorry. Um, But Ezekiel 36 verses 26 through 28. Um, If you've been in any church service, any bit of your life, I'm sure you've heard of it, but I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. I will remove your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. I will place my spirit within you and cause you to follow my statutes and carefully, I love that, carefully observe my ordinances. Because listen, I might look at something, but I don't, I don't want to be too careful. I see the, the speed limit sign on the tollway, but am I carefully following it until, you know, my ways apps tells me that a police is coming, right? I mean, so I, I again, this new heart, this God is emptying away the old and bringing in new. And I wrote down here, no repaired hearts, but a regenerated one. So a new one. And I'm a nurse, so I have to use a nurse um, analogy here. Just I immediately, the Holy Spirit <laughs> allowed me to just think about how I would have patients who've had like, um, if you're in this this wrong rhythm, your heart has a normal rhythm and it has different abnormal ones. And I'm not going to get into all of them, but there's one specific one that I'm thinking of, like if you have AFib or a flutter, and 
you can do this operation called this cardioversion, where essentially we don't, people think that we're stopping your heart. We're not. We're just shocking it to try to get it to reset it back into its normal rhythm, the normal rhythm that God created. And man, I know some people who've literally had like seven of those cardioversions. I mean, I remember being like, I mean, to the point where even when you give them the instructions for like, you know, the day before when you call, uh, pre-surgery, they're like, yep, yep, yep. I already know. I already know. And, I, and I'm asking like, I mean, are you sure you know? And they're like, well, this is my seventh. And I'm like, oh, okay. So you can teach me. So seven times you've been through this cardioversion and your rhythm still goes abnormally, right? So, or I think of failed when you have like stints that are placed to open up blocked arteries, especially if you've had a heart attack and those stints can fail. So whether the cardioversion failed and the rhythm goes back off or the stent fails and there's still a clogging of your artery, it can lead to even like failed ablations. I'm not even going to get into that. But the point is that eventually it may be you need like a whole new heart, like a heart transplant because the old one is not working. And I just wonder how much that is like, and I'm, and I'm saying this even to myself within me, that a lot of times the problem is me not, I mean, it is my husband with some stuff and with me with some stuff. I mean, it's, it's equal. But at the end of the day, I can't change my husband. I can only change me. I can only be fully responsible for me and allow and trust for God to deal with him. So to answer your question, is it okay to um, to ask God to release the desires of your heart, I guess the question would be is what are those desires? Because the Holy Spirit is the only source of our transformation, our transformation as well as our husband's. And he can change your desires. Like, so if my desire is for this ice cream and I know I should not be eating this ice cream, I have like high blood sugar or something, like, maybe I need to change the desire of the ice cream. Like he can change you to the core if you believe he can. And if I'm lining up my life and and changing my thinking, my thoughts, I think about how Paul talks about that, like holding every thought captive in 2 Corinthians 10, I believe. So friend, my encouragement, I know this went way longer, but my heart truly breaks for you because not only because I've been there, I'm there now in ways. And this empty void, trust that God will fill and be with you in that void of your husband. Be praying for your husband will be my encouragement. And you know, none of this is prescriptive. Let me, I should have really led with that. None of this is prescriptive. These are just my thoughts. I mean, bring these to God. You know, litmus test what I'm saying, open up scripture, pr be in prayer. The Holy Spirit is talking and he's willing to give you all that you need. So this is not so much telling you what to do, but this is just giving you some new things to think about what you can do. So I pray that that helps. But just this ambassador for Christ in your marriage, what does that look like? Um, that you are a new person in Christ. So your old desires may not be bad. They may not just be God honoring per se. I don't think it's bad to say I want my husband to um, make my cup of coffee, but maybe that's not going to happen. Or I want my husband to do this. I want my husband to do that. But I don't know if you're like me, but for me, a lot of times I'm looking for my husband to be and to do the things that only God can do for me. And when I line myself with up with God, 
God takes care of me so much that I have such an overflowing cup that whether my husband has like foolishness or not, meanness or not, um, I'm unfulfilled or not, I am filled, if that makes sense. So just trusting that God will deal with him if you're and just make sure you're praying for him still. I really, um, you know, you can even be like, you know, hey, can we pray together? Even if he don't want to pray and walks away from you, you could just still say the prayer right out loud. Listen, I have a whole teenager that we do that. She don't want to pray with me. I'm still praying and I'm still going to pray for you in Jesus name. So friend, I hope that helps. I hope this is encouraging and I hope y'all have an amazing rest of your week. Thank you so much for joining the Q&A time this week. I pray that this has been a time that you've been equipped and encouraged in Jesus Christ and in his word. If you have a question to share or a comment, please reach out to me. It would be a great honor. And I know that it would be a blessing to someone else that we can share the next Q&A. You can head to the blog, CourageousRadiance.com, as well as on Instagram at CourageousRadiance. Girl, get an anchor and I pray that you remain in Jesus Christ this week ahead.